Hello, my name is Tim Jensen, and welcome to the debut episode of Meta No Meta. Along with me this evening is my good friend, Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hey, Tim. And hey, why don't we just call me Woven for this? Okay, all right. Woven. Hello, Woven. Uh, You'll find out why we're calling him that later in the episode. So you may be asking yourself why, besides the fact that I probably know somebody on this podcast, seeing as this is episode one, why am I listening to Meta No Meta? Well, this is a podcast for and about role-playing games. Matt and I are, oh, sorry, Woven and I are two fellas who love to listen to, talk about, and play role-playing games. And we have been throwing around this idea for a while, and we feel that it is time to start sharing the, what's a good word for it? Would you say ridiculous stories and situations our group gets ourselves into each week? Ridiculous works, I would say, also informative. Well, it is informative. I feel like I come out every Sunday night learning how to be a better player. Because every Sunday night, I guarantee you, I screw up at least one thing in the game. Well, that's really cutting yourself short. I'd say you screw up at least ten things. Oh, well, thank you, Matt. I need to stop selling myself short. So... There are two reasons why we want to do this podcast. The first and foremost is we're hoping that you, the listeners, find our stories and missions and situations as entertaining as we do. And the second reason we want to do this is hopefully to educate you, the listener, about different role-playing games that are out there that you may not have heard of, but after hearing about them, you may want to go out and try to play them. We also hope to educate you about the dreaded and terrible meta and how to avoid it. And as Matt told me a few minutes ago, the few situations where the meta might be acceptable. Very few, mind you. So that being said, we're going to jump into the first segment that I don't know who who named it, uh, but... It says here in my show notes, the podcast master's question. So we're just going to have to call it that. It's in the show notes. The first question is, we're at the, well, I guess I should explain. The reason we're doing these questions, we'll do a question or two each week to help you, the listeners, understand who we are and what it is that makes us love role-playing games. So the first question this week is, how long have we been playing role-playing games? Who got us started into role-playing games? And what role-playing games have we tried? So, Matt, would you like to take it away? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I started roughly, I'd say it's been a good seven to eight years now um, in this Guy's basement, didn't know these people. I knew one person from the group who uh, invited me in to play. Well, I had to kind of claw my way in a little bit. But once the group got to know me and I got to know them, we all became friends. And over the years, uh, I've been able to play on and off. A lot more off, but they've always been willing to let me back in. Okay, that's good. And I believe, I remember you saying that your first group 
is still the group you're in today, the one that we're playing in. Is that correct? That is exactly correct. Great people, and I look forward to talking about each of them, even though a certain someone may strangle me unless I say the greatest things. Well, so I would say you are one of the lucky people, Matt, because from all the people I talk about role-playing games with, they always have fond memories of the first group they play with, and that's just because that first group always falls apart. And you, I think, are in a very small minority there where you are able to have been able to keep playing with the same group of players for so long. Granted, it's not the exact same group. We have had a few fallout, sadly, uh, and we've had some new ones come in. You being a prime example, as well as our good friend Justin, who we should be having join us in a few of these videos. Mm-hmm. But it has been the same GM who's been leading us through so many journeys. I've been with him, like I said, for about seven day years but i believe he said he's been playing this game for well over 30 i don't know how long on gming but a long time playing so all right and then we'll just ask you the second question what games have you played as far as role-playing games so uh we've we've jumped around quite a bit Shadowrun pathfinder fifth edition 3.5 and one of my favorites, GURPS. So I think you and I have played a lot of the same games, and a part of that is because I'm very new to the role-playing community. I've only been playing for five years. It's a very similar story. I had two, I had a very a mutual friend, Justin, who was in a 5th edition campaign. And I had to claw and scratch and beg and plead my way into that campaign. Justin also doing some of the clawing and scratching and begging and pleading because our DM at the time, Ray, he was had spent years working on this campaign and it was his child. And he wanted to make sure that every player was a right fit for the group. Uh, Luckily, I was a right fit. And luckily, they let me play because... It finally opened this door that I've been knocking at for years. And I got through that door and I haven't looked back since. It's it's, it's really funny that you mentioned that because it does seem to be a very tightly guarded door. It's not as open as a lot of people would think. I mean, yes, you have all those online versions that you can jump in and just go right for it. But... When it comes to actually getting into the heart of it, the real, the original, in a sense, uh, you're then you're you're trying to connect with people that have been doing this for 20, 30 years, and they they do guard it very well. So if they're allow if they're willing to open up and allow you in, you should definitely show some respect to it. Agreed, definitely, but you still have to be careful with who you let into your game because you want to make sure that they are going to treat your game with the same respect that you are treating your game. Yeah, nowadays it is more open, as you have said. People have been more accepting, but there's also the downfall with that where everybody's wanting to try and everybody's wanting to play Deadpool. Look at me. 
can do everything. Okay, don't let's move on. Don't get me started. You know my feelings about those Deadpool characters. Uh, so that will be the that is the debut podcast master's question. Hopefully, you know a little bit more now about Woven and myself. Well, you didn't touch base on all the ones that you've played. Oh, I didn't, did I? Okay. Um, well, let's see. I started out with my fifth edition campaign. After that dissolved, unfortunately, I was luckily able to harass Woven here to get me into his game. And by the grace of all things that are a natural 20, they let me join. And yet again, I have yet to look back. So from there, we introduced me into Pathfinder, a.k.a. 3.75. Then we moved on to GURPS. And now we are currently trudging our way through a futuristic Seattle in the year 2075, also known as Shadowrun. All right, woven. So how would you describe Shadowrun? It is a post-apocalyptic dystopian America, uh, which is one thing I really enjoy. The game of Shadowrun takes place in real locations our group is playing in seattle year 2075 yeah that's that's one of the things that i enjoy the most about how it's it's a it's a 180 it really is from when you're sitting there playing fantasy dungeon crawlers and then all of a sudden you are in uh, what feels very close to home futuristic worlds you're playing a guy trying to make it through life this one is built very different to the dungeon crawlers to pathfinder to fifth edition to even gerbs it's not even class based at all it is more skill based skill based advancement based advancing your lifestyle your character uh through ways of augmentations uh gear and um a lifestyle now would it be fair to say I've only played three games so far of our Shadow Run, and I know you've played it before, but when it comes to the dungeon crawlers, a lot of times it seems like you're going for the honor and the nobility. I have to go complete this mission so that the king will look favorably upon me. Shadow Run does not have that. Shadow Run is a nitty gritty dark game where like you said you are trying to survive yes exactly you're right that's what the dungeon crawler fantasy you're honorable you're creating your story you're creating the story of however you want to see those days of the elves and the dwarves and and creating the best tale but shadow run you're not creating a tale you're actually just as the name tells us, you're living in the shadows the best you can, surviving the best you can, and maybe making a name for yourself, but it's not your name. Well, yes, that is true. We'll get into that. And not to be said, though, there are dwarves and elves and even trolls in the Shadowrun world. That's one thing I saw that I found interesting in a lot of the fantasy games they don't allow you to play as a troll. But in Shadowrun, if you want to, you can be a troll. That's right. 
the way that it's built up in Shadowrun is you get four aspects. Four five. aspects. What's that? It's five aspects, actually. Not to correct you. But oh, it's yes. The, uh, how much money you have, what mm-hmm. race you are, gills, your attributes, and then your inherent magical abilities. And wherever you decide to put those on the one to five really bogs down where the lowest, like if you have one on five, it's going to be your weakest. So if you choose to be a troll, you're going to have to put that higher up in the stats, really reducing other aspects. So a lot of the times, a lot will go human in this. But uh, being a troll could be fun. The character creation process for this really does make you start thinking hard right out of the gate. If you Mm -hmm. want to sacrifice and choose to be a troll, A, you're going to be poorer. B, you're going to have probably fewer skills and attributes. So is it really worth being a troll, or would you be willing to say, well, okay, I can deal with being a human or an elf, so that way I can have more money and more skills? Let's go ahead and add meta already. And I'm not talking about the meta that we were originally talking about when we uh, were talking about meta, which means how to separate yourself from you, who you are, and who you've created. But the meta that people use when they play all kinds of games. For instance, you really love X-Wing. And what everybody does with X-Wing is they look for the meta build so they can win every single game. This isn't what you want to be doing with Shadowrun or really any of these games. You want to play it the best way that you enjoy for as long as you can. And if you've always thought, I want to be a Dongon troll and I want to beat people on the head, then by all means, make the sacrifices in lifestyle, get less money, and just have yourself a fun old time being a troll. Well, exactly. If you want to play a role-playing game, play what you want to play. You might not be the best, quote-unquote, at your table, but you're going to have fun doing it. Even if you are a idiot who decides it's a great idea to walk around with two grenade launchers. <laughs> you all understand that here shortly. So, it's a great idea in your brain. Your brain might be a little wacky, but if you want to have two grenade launchers, have two grenade launchers. Now, and if you're a listener that is still with us, who's kind of trying to f- decide, do I want to try this this tabletop version, or do I want to stick with my gaming system where I can become the all-powerful? There has been a game where both Tim and I have played where, now that I look back on it, at least half of us, there were nine of us, wanted to be the all-powerful, and right now I'm going to stop you there. When you jump into this game, any of these games, you want to have the mindset of, I'm creating a newbie. I'm creating a beginner who is going to build into this great character. Mm-hmm. If you jump in saying, I'm going to make the best, I'm going to be the best, and your backstory is you're the best, and you start to not be the best, I promise you, you'll lose interest. That's perfectly true, because I know the game you're speaking of. Granted, we did have some fun stories from that game, but... 
every player, we all went into that game saying, I'm the best rogue. Well, I'm the best warrior. I'm the best wizard. And we all fell flat on our faces at level one. And we go, well, how is that possible? It says right here on my sheet, I'm the best. (laughs) Yep. When you're doing that, you're setting yourself up for failure and a loss of interest in the game. Very much. We're going to go and continue on Shadowrun, and we're going to discuss what the characters Matt and I are playing. Hopefully that will help carry over what we were just talking about, about being newbies. You start out at the very bottom, and you got to claw your way up. So, Matt, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I'll go ahead and start. I feel like I can uh, transfer what I was just saying over. Being somebody that has played for a long time, I knew right away, and this took me a while. I'll give you this. It did take me a while. But I knew right away as I was building this, okay, I'm not going to be the best. There's just no way around it. So I'm going to sacrifice a lot of things that I want to get eventually, and I will get it eventually. And I got what I needed then. I said, I'm a 19-year-old kid who's going to be the greatest hacker one day, but I'm not yet. I'm working my way up. I built who is going to be known, or not known, he likes to keep in the shadows, as Interwoven. A hacking little boy who uh, is getting way over his head, and their last game really proved it. Well, he got in over his head in our last game, but at the same point, he also saved the day. He did, but he learned a lot. Uh, He learned a lot doing it, and I learned a lot as well, and it made it that more exciting to start off a character who is just jumping in and learning, and I, I had a lot of fun. Now you say, Matt, he is a hacker. Computers and technology, those are a big part of Shadowrun, aren't they? Well, you cannot be in this world without it, period. I'm sure many viewers of ours have seen Ready Player One or read the book. Mm. And Ready Player One is a virtual world. But it is, honestly, it's a perfect analogy for the online components of Shadowrun. It, it, it really is. You take basically that virtual world and you collide it with this real world, and you have Shadowrun. People are walking around with cybernetic eyes, and they see while they're walking on the streets in virtual as well. If you have cybernetic eyes, that allow you to see the virtual world. And even if you don't, you have your phone, which you cannot live without. Okay, so as a hacker, your character is relying almost solely on, uh, they call it the Matrix in Shadowrun. That's right. Which I don't know if that's an homage to the movie series or if it is just a funny coincidence. But your character is relying heavily on the Matrix to get everything done that he needs to get done. Heavily, heavily. In Shadowrun, a lot of people, uh, like I said earlier, they they need to live in the shadows. because you walk out on the street and there's a chance you're going to get shot. It's It's just... It's that bad. Um, so I built my character to extremely keep to himself. I've got the generic hoodie and pants covering my face. I never want his face to be seen, and he never wants his face to be seen. He wants to 
when he goes into the Matrix, and this is one aspect I love about playing Interwoven, I enter into the Matrix. You basically jack into the Internet, and like in Ready Player One, you kind of exit your body. Your body goes limp when you do this, and you enter into a virtual world. And in that virtual world, you have an avatar. You've your choice. And I love this part about it. Not to spoil too much, but I had jumped into the Matrix and I was walking. I, I was hacking a corporate. And, and what you do is you get into the Matrix, into their system. You kind of walk around like in the world of the movie The Matrix. It looks like the world. And I ran into a firewall. And the firewall looked like a person who was going to come and kill me. And so I said, all right, I want to look like I'm in a meta suit with huge, large grenade launchers. And that's exactly what happened because it's virtual. And it just it was so fun to be able to do that. So you basically put yourself into a mech suit, paying homage to another player who was gone that week. <laughs> that's right. So, all right. I'd say that's a pretty good summary of your character. He is he's the hacker who wants to be known but doesn't want anybody to know it's him. His name interwoven is clearly not his name. Uh, to be honest, I haven't made a name for the kid yet, but maybe he doesn't even know his name anymore. He wants to be the greatest hacker, but not necessarily for himself. He has other reasons where I am myself i'm still building him to how i want him to grow how he will grow on the experiences that he'll run into which will also help me decide how i want him to grow that's another enjoyable thing about this game right now he's just got in his head i'm going to be the greatest hacker and my stamp is interwoven see that's interesting your character has a motivation and a drive and now we're going to go to my character, who he's lucky if he knows what day it is. <laughs> That's true. My character, the illustrious Walter Dayman Hornsby. Uh, Dayman being his nickname that our group does not know yet, because they haven't given him the time of day to meet him yet. They're all a little weirded out by my character so a little backstory jumping back to shadow run when you're creating a character you have to choose a lifestyle and you have to pay for that lifestyle each month well my character ran out of money he bought his beautiful grenade launchers all of his equipment and gear and I get to the end of the section where it says, well, what type of lifestyle do you have? And I go, well, I've got $3 left. And basically, the game goes, well, you see that broken down van down by the river? I go, yeah. There's your house. I go, oh, all right. <laughs> and that right there helped shape my character. Matt's character is 100% on the grid. My character is 100% off the grid, both mentally and physically. Matt's character has a top-of-the-line cell phone that he uses to hack things. My character has a Nokia brick phone. Matt's character is very intelligent and knows how to get things done. 
my character, like I said, is lucky to know what time of day it is. Let's let's help our viewers get more of a picture of who your character is. You'd mentioned that you are basing him off of a certain TV show. Okay, that's that's correct. That's correct. Uh, if any viewers out there watch, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. If this somehow gets to any of the producers of It's Always Sunny, please don't sue us for copyright infringement. My character is Charlie Day. And if you don't know, if you haven't watched that show, and you don't know anything about that character, he is a down-on-his-luck, not-so-bright fella who has a lot of trouble with life. Uh, He has some addictions. He's not so bright. He has a girl he loves that will never love him back. He's a mess, to say the least. And I thought it would be great to try and embody that character, just because that character is so funny. Matt, having never watched the show, he can't give you an accurate representation of it, but... None of us thinks it's so great. Oh, no, no. The group absolutely is terrified of my character. I think you guys, the players, are enjoying watching me play him. I think uh, there's a certain somebody in our group whose skin crawls every time I play him now, though. Just because it's the, oh no, what is this buffoon going to do right now? I am absolutely loving watching you play him. My character is finding a use for him, but also finding it difficult to find a use for him. And there is Justin, who I've mentioned earlier, who just, uh, as the player, Justin, I can tell he, he loves your character. But as the character Justin plays, he appalls you. Well, and part of that is, is my character, Walter Dayman Hornsby, is the only one in the group who isn't acting like he has his act together. He knows his life is a mess, and he's perfectly fine with that. He is living day by day down by the river. Although in this last mission, now he is homeless because the van's a little dirty. We'll get into that. Um, But anyways, more about my character. He's actually very skilled and adept at doing things if he would ever be presented, which I'm sure he will be, if he would ever be presented with the right situations. He's a demolitions expert. He is a mechanic. He can fix anything with an engine, whether it be a van or a motorcycle or a helicopter or a boat. He's actually very good at that. But it's just the creepiness of my character, which is the way I built it, is definitely making him an outcast of the group. They will call him and say, hey, we have a job, we need another runner, but here's the 10-foot pole, please stay on the other end of it. (laughs) And you mentioned if you were given the right opportunities, but also it's going to have to be the right dice rolls as well. Oh, Um, my. The perfect example is you, please, let's touch base on this. This is a great part of the game. You trying to hotwire a van, uh, trying to get into it, first of all. 
Uh, actually, I think woven, we'll just call it a night there. Nothing like leaving our listeners with a cliffhanger on episode one. So if you want to see how these van hijinks turned out, you're going to have to listen to episode two, our first mission debriefing, paging Dr. Dipstick. I just want to thank everybody who listened tonight. Hopefully you enjoyed it and hopefully you'll come back for more. Please feel free to contact us with any questions, comments, concerns. If you want to know what our shoe size is, email us at metanometapodcast.com. Like, share, and subscribe. Please tell your grandma, your aunt, your creepy neighbor down the street, hey, I found a good podcast. And as always, if those dice are hot, keep on rolling them. Have a good night, everybody.